Let me thank the people of Nevada for their support. In Nevada, we have just put together a multi-generational, multi-racial coalition which is going to not only win in Nevada, it's going to sweep this country. And in Nevada and in New Hampshire and in Iowa, what we showed is that our volunteers are prepared to knock on hundreds and hundreds of thousands of doors. that no campaign has a grassroots movement like we do, which is another reason why we're going to win this election. We're three for three, baby. Three for three. We've now got Iowa, we've got New Hampshire, and now we've got Nevada. Yeah, it's pretty incredible, right? That no other candidate has uh, done this before and won the popular vote in all three states. Not just got Nevada, but got Nevada by uh, significant more margin. than 20 points. Fucking wow. landslide, baby. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was pretty sure we were going to win, but I had no idea that it was going to be that good. Shout out to Data for Progress for being pretty spot on, though, because if you look at the first alignment numbers, which is what they actually mm-hmm. pull, uh, Data for Progress was within three points. You didn't know it was going to happen, Ben. And Data for Progress, they might have done good, too, but I actually called exactly what happened. <laughs> Where the... I mean, only if you guys are on Patreon, subscribe on Patreon if you want like these predictions, <laughs> all right? Um, you could know it's going to happen before AP does. Exactly. No, like you could have known this before for uh, uh, what's going on. So, yes, obviously, like, um, Latino voters is the obvious story coming out of this caucus, but another story here is how, it, unlike in Iowa, where Pete Buttigieg got the lion's share of the second-choice votes in the realignment, uh, Sanders uh, basically doubled up his nearest competition in, ter- in terms of second-choice vo- uh, votes this year in the realignment in uh, uh, in Nevada. So, it, this is... it. Like yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Um, I, I and I, yes, I did I did see it coming. Okay, okay. Well, hey, real, real quick, let's just kind of I guess formally introduce the show. Uh, welcome back to State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. Uh, it's me, Benjamin, and uh, we've also got Alex and Matthias and Zachary. So, uh, as we're taping this right now, it's uh, Sunday, Sunday, February twenty third at uh, eight twenty p.m. Uh, not a hundred percent of the results are in yet. Uh, looks like we're at, uh, 88% reporting, but, uh, as of this moment, Sanders is holding a strong lead of about 27%. And, uh, since, since last night, uh, Buttigieg has dropped down to 13.6. So he is hopefully he, hopefully he will remain unviable. But yeah, and for those who probably uh, don't know what that means, possibly yet, yeah. if if you're listening to this podcast and don't know what this means, like what's going on, <laughs> um, and if you don't know what that means, that means basically you have to have 15 percent statewide to get statewide delegates. It is still possible that um, Pete Buttigieg will have 15 uh, percent 
um, viability in a congressional district, possibly. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, it was an interesting thing that I saw about that. Um, so he might he might actually get congressional district ones. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get statewide. But the inverse is true of Biden uh, right, right now. Biden is not actually going to get uh, congressional uh, delegates in a lot of places, um, but only statewide because of the fact that in all of the areas, Biden did was second best basically everywhere and that's why he got second he did right he, did, he was second to sanders in some areas and second to pete in some areas right in areas. so it's like he he was able to build up a good statewide but that'll mean that um the the delegates will pretty much be evenly split between biden and and pete and then Bernie's yeah. in the lion's chair. Yeah, and uh, you know, going back to what you were saying, Ben, about like um, the margin of victory, it is very reminiscent of like Trump's margin of victory in the Nevada uh, caucuses in uh, 2016. And uh, Sargar uh, and Jetty from Rising has been saying that for a long time, and I actually agree with them. I'm like, yeah, that is certainly possible. And uh, yeah, so I think it's um, this is the type of win that I think Bernie Sanders really needed, um, and especially in a caucus like this, how we got rat fucked last time, we needed a huge margin of victory, huge, 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 and it was, it was great. You got, you love to see it. You really do. Yeah. And, and spe- speaking of rat fuckers, uh, Pete Buttigieg <laughs> is uh, <laughs> is now uh, reportedly trying to contest the results. This is the second time that. Uh the um you know like they always like to like to uh, call shenanigans on on bernie and like you know he's just not going to accept the results but this now biden has contested results and um and and so has uh pete and in both instances the party put out a statement pushing back against them saying right our results are are accurate well yeah. to be fair to be fair though too um like bernie sanders is calling for a recount in iowa but for good reason recount right? and recanvas yeah. and and I mean, you can ask. I mean, if Pete really wants to, he can call for a recanvas, um, and that will be the true testament. Right. It's the same thing with Biden. If Biden was serious about uh, his exactly. discrepancies, he would have put forth a recanvas. It's just spin. It's yeah, it's spin. It's it's not. There's no yeah. It's it's it's. And the funny thing is, is they're 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 basically fighting over uh, over spin. Um, of second place, you know, second yeah. place, uh-huh. which is, which is great. Which, I mean, as we all know, whoever got second place, that's the real story, right? <laughs> that's, that's what we have to be paying Biden attention to. Biden with a really, really strong second here. <laughs> <laughs> strong second. Yes. Uh, 27 points behind the yeah. leader. Doubled up. Interestingly enough, like, <laughs> like I, I wouldn't mind if, if Pete was right in this instance, you know, because like, what does that do for 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 Pete? Really, like, I mean, I think at this point, uh, uh, Pete second over Biden second would be more advantageous for Bernie because it just weakens yeah. Biden further in South Carolina. And yeah, sure. Pete I think this. I think this damages them though, probably just as bad. Yeah, like twenty seven points. They see that, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What's going on here?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I will. I, I will say this: if it hadn't been such a decisive victory, we would have, we would have probably had another uh, Iowa on our hands because right. uh, the results took so long to get out. It's yeah. probably be the last time we have caucuses. Honestly, I think. Hell yeah! yeah. I think it'll be primaries from from here on out. And uh, another interesting thing about like this Nevada caucus though is like they did this sort of ranked choice voting type of hybrid thing where you oh, could do an early lead. vote. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty good for. I think the. Uh, I think so well, many people liked it. Yeah, and the I, idea of it that it's mm-hmm. going to make them want to go to a primary. Right. Yeah. And it, like, and here's the thing: like, if you have ranked choice voting uh, uh, primaries that are open, you there's no reason for caucuses. Absolutely mm-hmm. not at all. Yeah, you know, really. and I like that. That's cool. It's more accessible. What What do you guys think about this uh, this idea that's going around that uh, uh, Warren would have gotten more 
uh, had it not been for people's uh, votes already being locked in before the debate happened. The numbers prove that that is also spin and bullshit. Because if you look at her, if you look at so far, I mean, this is obviously, this was with that, this, uh, mind you, this was at 60% reporting, but still pretty indicative of like what's going to happen. Um, she got like 14% or like she was getting like somewhere around that. Um, on the on the before like on the early voting and she only got like a three percent bump afterwards so it's not like it's small it's insignificant and not would not have made a a material difference Mm -hmm. honestly in in her in her numbers so it's 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 been It, it makes sense right like um you know most of the early votes came in uh, most of the votes casted were early votes, and those came in before the debate. So, like, you know, it, it was go- always going to be really difficult for her. Uh, I mean, I think she might have gotten. It, it's hard to argue that she wouldn't have gotten a small bump, but I don't. I just don't think the bump would have been enough to cascade her into even third. Maybe. Well, we have that. We do have the numbers. She could have gotten ten percent. <laughs> Warren lost. She could have broken double digit. Warren lost almost one thousand votes in the second round statewide mm-hmm. like that's she lost votes she didn't gain votes so mm-hmm. that means in a lot of places she was just not viable mm-hmm. you know in a in a whole lot of places in most of the places do you think it had the um, um b- debate happened before the early vote that she would have been viable in more of those places I don't think so. I think that the the I think it's a possibility. I think it's a possibility. Yeah, but it was just too little too late is mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Like and 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 do I think that, you know, a strong uh debate performance could um, you know, help her in uh South Carolina possibly? Perhaps. Um, but you know, I do think that, you know, sometimes we do a little bit too much on the debate. I think New Hampshire, like that definitely like a debate did help Amy Klobuchar in New Hampshire. I don't think that's really deniable, but I think that at that point there was just like still this like anti Sanders sentiment or just like this, uh, there was a lot of undecided fear. I won't even say like anti Sanders. I'll say like fear of Sanders. They like Sanders, but they just don't see it yet. I think now that, you know, we have Nevada. And maybe that's not going to be the case any longer. We'll see. Um, I think, you know, it, it, once it, you have three in a row contests winning the popular vote, it's really hard to deny who's the most electable candidate. Mm-hmm. You guys know that Yang got more votes than Tulsi Gabbard? Mm. That's pretty dope. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. That He's not hilarious. in the race, and she still is. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know Oh, wait, that. you mean in Nevada? That's yes. hilarious. Yes, dude. Yes, in Nevada. <laughs> yes. That's, uh, that's yeah, I mean... Oh, very cool, Tulsi. That's a whole nother... <laughs> Keep up the good work. It's a whole nother story about Tulsi. I have no idea what her angle is here, but it's a... Uh... It's a wild one. Yeah, uh, she's going. She's for not the running for Congress. She's not, like, running for re-election. She's not dropping out of the race. Doesn't appear she's, like, starting a show or a book. I mean... I don't know what the angle is. She's going to challenge Jill Stein for the Green Party. <laughs> <laughs> but she's going to, like, challenge her to a duel with a sword. Okay, yeah. I can get down with it. Sure, and uh, why not? Yeah. Speaking of uh, swords and magic and such, uh, Marion Williamson just uh, endorsed uh, Bernie Sanders, too. We have Ooh. the orbs on our side now, folks. Yeah, we have the orbs on our side, and I've I need to still watch like her um, speech that was in Austin today. But I've seen a few clips, and holy fucking shit, she goes off, dude. She goes fucking off. She she 
she's low-key nice with it guys like and you, and you want to know what um so same with same with bill de blasio that fucking tweet where uh, after uh, pete Buttigieg is like weird oh concession God. speech yes. where he, he says yes. that bernie <laughs> bernie sanders doesn't have a big enough tent this is the guy who fucking pulls at like two percent with uh, uh black people and like ten, ten, not even ten percent probably with latinos like it's it's pathetic. barely ten percent with his own generation yeah exactly yeah. so it's like it's so pathetic to bernie say we need has big tent energy yeah and and de blasio basically sunned him on twitter it was amazing he said pete Buttigieg, try not to be so smug when you just got your ass kicked you know how we form a winning coalition to beat trump with a true multiracial coalition of working americans something bernie sanders has proven he can do and you have it dude show some humility target new yorker he's like full new yorker right there (laughs) oh yeah no no (laughs) like take no shit take no prisoners yeah well, uh, since last night's uh, massive victory in Nevada, um, some folks on Twitter um, and also Chris Matthews at MSNBC uh, have been having a real normal one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should uh, let's let's check out this clip from Chris Matthews. I'm reading last night about the fall of France in the summer of 1940, and the general Renault calls up Churchill and says, "It's over." And Churchill said, how can it be? you got the greatest army in Europe. How can it be over? He said, it's over. So I had that pre- suppressed feeling. I can't be as wild as Carville, but he is damn smart. And I think he's damn right on this one. So Chris Matthews is now the second MSNBC host in like two weeks to uh, implicitly compare Bernie Sanders to Hitler. Yeah. What the fuck is that all about? It's pretty fucked. <laughs> oh, gee. Um... That's appropriate. Oh, yeah. That's good. I like that. Well, you know, uh, there were some folks uh, calling for uh, Chuck Todd to be fired over his brown shirts comments, and now people are calling for Chris Matthews to be fired. Yeah, it's a lot more, though, I think. I think the pressure this time is oh, a lot more. Oh, my God. It's, uh, it's way bigger. Yeah. I think mostly just because of the um, because of when it happened. I think there's just more people watching. Yeah. Just like, people are like, wait, what? What did he just say? And then Giridardis, uh basically went on uh, air on um, AM Joy today and oh, called him out that. by name mm-hmm. and was like yo like that's unacceptable and there wasn't pushback nobody no 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 she did she actually did she's like i don't think he said that from like a hatred of jews standpoint and i'm like that's not the fucking criticism that we're talking about here i don't think i don't think that uh, ilan omar said a lot of things from a a hatred of jews standpoint either but you know that did not stop these same people um from bitching about anti-semitism on the left which uh i think that they should do something about because, you know, they're all very good leftists who care about these things. Mm-hmm. I, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I don't think that Chris Matthews is going to get fired over this. I, I just think that... He- I, I just don't see it happening. I, I'm not that optimistic. But what I am optimistic about is I, I, I do believe that as we keep winning, as we keep gaining more and more momentum, before this thing is over, like he, he, he's getting he, – he's just going to be – become increasingly unhinged and before this thing is over he's gonna say something that's even further over the line yeah i think that i i don't know i think that there might be i don't think they'll like fire him and then won't make a big scene of it i think that you might see suspend him with pay i think you'll see him like retire or something honestly i think he'll get approached and be like hey look chris 
And I and I don't think that it's going to be over this necessarily. I think it's going to be that MSNBC is going to understand that if they want ratings in the future, they're going to have to change their entire cast yeah. in the same way that CNN did when Trump took over and when they hired a lot of Trump people. Like and the way Fox. that CNN, the way that CNN was covering uh, the election last last night, um, in comparison to uh, in. MSNBC was like night and day. Van Jones called it out on on air. He's like right. those people over at MSNBC like unhinged. Like alternative view though, kind of like I feel like this is just what they want to put out at MSNBC. This is what the leadership that MSNBC wants to put out. You can tell by the who they're hiring and who they have as honest guests. It's almost always like intelligence officials or um or like Nicole Wallace, Republican strategists left and right. You get uh like uh lifetime Republicans hosting their own shows. So do you think they double down on that or do you think they I mean, give in? Dude, they've been they've been doing this for several years now. They started before Trump's election even. Nicole mm-hmm. Wall yeah, Nicole Wallace is coming. Well, yeah, I think all of them have moved rightward under the Trump administration, but I think that that same phenomenon could happen the opposite. Obviously, maybe not to a, to the same extent, just because mm. of the nature of these. Right. They are corporations. They are ran by you know maniacal and evil people. <laughs> like, yeah. But I think that they're. I think that at the end of the day, like ratings is is kind of what they're. But I mean, right, dude, I mean, we yeah, we're watching like, MSNBC all the time, all the time now to like laugh at these people. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like it is ratings. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's the market that they love so much is going to come back and. Mack him right across the face. Yeah. I mean, um, they have to understand that the demographics at this point is shifting. Yeah. Yeah. The the ratings are going to go down, down, down like a guillotine in Central Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we got one more Chris Matthews clip here that... Uh, uh, it's pretty pretty interesting. I'm wondering whether the, the, the Democratic moderates want Bernie Sanders to be president. I mean, that's maybe a, a too exciting a question to raise. They don't like Trump at all. Do they want Bernie Sanders to take over the Democratic Party in perpetuity? Well, I mean, he takes it over. He sets the direction for the future of the party. Maybe they'd rather wait four years and put in a Democrat that they like. <laughs> Mask off, quiet Mask part off. loud, etc. Yeah. Like, first thing I want to make clear, okay, when talking about this clip, when he's like, I'm wondering if moderate Democrats think this, he thinks this. Yeah, yeah. he it's thinks exactly. this. Like, he's not wondering if moderate Democrats, he thinks this. Yeah, it's their way of putting this out into the, the sphere without necessarily taking any accountability to and it. You know, I'm worried that some people uh, might just not want to vote for Bernie Sanders asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> what would you guys think if a friend of mine said that he was not going to vote for Bernie Sanders because he didn't want to be murdered by a, a, a leftist lynching mob <laughs> right right yeah like, a friend it must be very terrifying when like all these leftists are all up in your menchies and <laughs> you've never been challenged ever in your life mm-hmm. yeah it's like a new concept to them it's like uh any any criticism or like you know like counter is, is... well it's like democratic and accessible like medium Twitter, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you you can have direct contact with your viewers or with your with the people who consume whatever content you're putting out there. Yeah. Right? And that's never happened before and these elites or these media people who have to be on this for their jobs. Yeah, I mean, the they guy, don't like it. The guy with the handle these nuts has just as much power as Chris Matthews and he hates it. <laughs> he hates it. <laughs> 
That's what, the, at the end of the day, that's what it is really all about is the fucking contempt that they have for average people. Yeah, there was, um, there was, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, the, the MSNBC clip where the lady was out at the caucus site and uh, she's like, yeah, it looks like oh, uh, these Bernie side. people are... Sporting Bernie. If you're just uh, just Fuck. eyeballing it, it looks like the leader is Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. People from that caucus site like, all did like a video and posted on Twitter of them going... After Winners. like after Chris Jansing, MSNBC uh, host and contributor, who was like talking about the results, and yeah, like they they were they were like they thought it was funny. It's just it just fuels it just fuels you know the enthusiasm for Bernie Sanders, yeah. and I think that's why they find themselves so much in a predicament because they literally don't know what to do and they're freaking the fuck out. Mm. They're like, if we attack Sanders, he'll just fundraise uh he'll just fundraise off that. Like we talked about like um the Democratic uh, majority for. Israel uh, super PAC that was, you know, running ads against uh, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, weren't they doing that here in Nevada? Or, no, I they know did. they weren't. No, they didn't because they, they their 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 logic was basically that Bernie Sanders is a hydra. For every dollar they spend against him, he'll raise three or four. Exactly. So like it it it, it you can't. You These can't. people seem to not realize how. How strong of a motivator that spite is. <laughs> <laughs> and and believe me, the American people are some spiteful motherfuckers right now. Because they fucking see the writing on the wall. Republicans, Democrats, Independents, they know that this shit is rigged and it's not in their favor. Mm-hmm. As George Carlin once said, it's a tiny club and no, you're not in it. It's, it's a big fucking club oh, it's and a big you're club. not in it. Yeah, well... It, it's more tiny relative to like well, all of size. Us. Yeah. yeah, they've they've been uh, doing some austerity on those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we only actually need a few people in the club. So see you later. <laughs> Sorry, Epstein. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it, it it will be a shame to have Chris Matthew be part of like you know the next Central Park Five, but. <laughs> Who can who can say what is good and bad at the end of the day? <laughs> you know, who can say? Who can say? Well, uh not him. Last night uh uh last night uh Joy Reed went off a little bit and you know, she talked about some of that anger that she, uh that she wasn't, was just mentioning. Uh yeah, she she wasn't wrong. I, I don't know if I am allowed to have an iron law of politics, but the one I've always had, you know, having worked on a couple of campaigns, you know, and looked at just the history as you are of a history buff about American politics, is that from what I've been understand, the hungriest community usually gets the nomination. You know, when, when African American voters saw that Barack Obama was viable in Iowa, there was no way they were gonna do anything but make sure that that man was the nominee and make sure he was president of the United States. You know, and, and if you think about the 90s, 1992, young voters made a decision. This is gonna be a generation change election. We're gonna have Clinton. I don't care what you say about him. So We're gonna have Clinton, You're right? So right for right? my view. But I mean, and on the Republican side, even though Donald Trump did not have a majority, the hungry constituency were white, a lot of white ethnic voters, North and South who said, we're taking this country back from the brown people, the immigrants, we're getting rid of unlawful migration. We don't care what you say, how untoward it is. The smart, the smarty pantses, the college educated, forget them. We're the hungriest. The hungriest usually 
wins. And who's hungry? Right now, it is the Sanders people. And I think that the rest of us that sort of look at politics have underestimated the sheer unadulterated rage, the anger of working class people, especially young people who are living in with three uh, roommates and have a Lyft job and an Uber job and they can't make it. And they're looking at my generation, Gen X, who we could have it all in the Clinton years. And we were living well and our parents and grandparents. And they're like, throw the tables over. They're turning the tables over and they don't care what the potential result is. They're the hungriest. And he only had to consolidate them. And the moderates, the sort of mushy moderates, think that they have the luxury of luxuriating on whether they'll have someone who can speak six languages. You know, maybe today I want this woman who's from the Midwest. And, you know, maybe I'll go with the vice president. And even African-American older voters, they are like, we're going to go with who we know. No one else is as hungry, angry, enraged, and determined as Sanders voters. Democrats need to sober up and figure out what the hell they're going to do about that. Because if he's the nominee, that's the top of your ticket. That's the top of your ticket for Senate races, House races, gubernatorial, everything. Figure out what you're going to do, because that's looking likely. Joy Reid says, bend the knee, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not usually one to agree with her, but, I mean, she was pretty on the fucking money. Yeah, I mean, I agree. She, <clears throat> I mean, we're the most passionate, we're the most organized. We've continued to organize since 2015, 2016, haven't stopped. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the people that were amateurs on the campaign in 2015, 2016 are now veterans uh, in terms of campaigning. Um, just the sheer organization this time is completely different than last time. Um, it's it's a whole new ball game and and yeah we're hungry we're, yeah. Damn, we're hungry for change we're hungry we're tired of the bullshit i mean there's there's nothing that she said that wasn't wrong except for the maybe the end of it talking about how they can stop it because you're not it's no. not there's no stopping well it. she's talking about how um how enraged sanders supporters are and to an extent i think that's true but i would i i would characterize it more as uh righteous fury yeah i mean you know um I, I don't know who's it's a famous you know cliche kind of quote but it's like if you're if you're not enraged if you're not outraged then like you're not paying attention right you know you're 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 very insulated there's there's plenty of things to be outraged about i mean and that's why these movement this movement of movements is the way that it is because he's he's been able to harness the ability to capture all of that energy that for so long has been spread out amongst multiple movements and focused in onto an electoral campaign in a way that hasn't been done in a very, very long time. If, if it was tried to be, I mean, uh, the rainbow coalition, coalition. right? Like Jesse Jackson, he tried to do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Bernie Sanders is very much so running in that vein. Did you guys also see that like interview she did with Nina Turner later that day Mm -hmm. or later that night? Um, she basically asked, she was like, all right, well, a lot of these Democrats feel like there's this bend the knee type vibe. And what do you say to them? Like they say, I'm not going to bend the knee. Like, what do you say to them? And they're like, I, and, and Nina Turner was like, I don't see it as bending the knee. I see it as, you know, taking our country back from Donald Trump. And I, and I hope that Hillary Clinton and uh, Senator Sanders will work towards that. Yeah. Which was, which was like, well, the, the prelude to that was, uh, she was asking, uh, um, Nina Turner if right. Bernie Sanders could win over Hillary voters. Right. And, and, and she flipped it back on his head and said, the, the real question is, is can we count on Hillary? you know, to, to go against Trump. No. And you know, I think, and I really do think right that, um, Joy and Reed at this point 
definitely is more accepting of that type of argument, that framing, more so than she ever has before. And, like, really why I believe that is because she said something that was very, very, like, genuine and real. And, you know, I I think about this a lot, too. Um, Like, me personally, like, I've actually always been, like, interested in politics. But, like, before the Sanders campaign, it was just kind of like an interest you know, it was like, and you, she brings up this like, oh, you know, I'm like a comfortable voter. It's a like, it's a luxury to pick like, you know, Pete Buttigieg or Amy Klobuchar or Joe Biden. But like, like to other people, it's like, this is their livelihoods. Their livelihoods are depending on it. They're very angry. And it's like, for good reason. Mm. And I think that her accepting that and her like even saying that on national TV to Chris Matthews, to Chris Matthews' face, I think that's like an accept, like an acceptance of like, you know, Bernie Sanders is politics. That's mm-hmm. like that's like all right. Well, you know what? We got to go behind him now. I, I think it's really starting to happen. Yeah, I've seen I've seen uh, in an in interesting <clears throat> pushback now. I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen it as well. Like uh, in terms of um, you know, there's been all this talk about how how nasty and toxic you know quote unquote Bernie Bros are, and um, there's all of a sudden this like you know final gasp i guess maybe you want to call it uh of, of the anti anti bernie bros you know like the mm-hmm. people that are so anti bernie and and it's 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 interesting because these these people have projected so long that we're toxic mm-hmm. um without realizing that like they're you know i'm not i'm not going to say that bernie Sam, sanders some Sam, uh, sanders sports aren't toxic that's you know some of them are but yeah. the reality is is that's just that's everybody you know that's every and so these people now that they're now that they're uh doing this they're 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 making themselves look like hypocrites you know and it's 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 pick up time now it's just time to pull in as many people as we can to be honest i think uh-huh. that's we've 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 uh we've moved to a new point in the campaign and i think that sanders speeches and rallies and stuff like that are are starting to show that so yeah i mean um you know bullying bullying people online has worked out pretty well for us so far but i maybe it's time to you, you know, love to see switch it switch strategies right yeah now it's uh now it's killing with kindness time yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah um, oh yeah mm-hmm. you know it's it's terrible you're right that joe biden is polling under michael bloomberg yeah that's <laughs> 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 oh, that's terrible. We hate Michael Bloomberg too. Why don't you uh, join the winning team? Yeah, uh, we've been t- we've been saying she'd be dropping out for a long time. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I mean, want, get on get on the train, guys, because you can't stop it. So, speaking of which, what do you guys think is going to happen in the uh, since we're you know only two days away from the next debate? What do you guys think is going to happen? Who's is Bernie suddenly a target, or do you think uh, the target still stays on Bloomberg like it was last time, or at least it seemed that is way? Is Bloomberg on the debate again? Uh, it, so it's all of the same people that were on the last debate plus, plus Steyer. Oh, okay. so we got two billionaires God. now. Yeah, has he committed to going on the stage? Bloomberg? Yeah. So he's been in debate prep for the last week, but there was an article I put out that he talking has. about. Uh, like there was like hints of him maybe not doing it so mm-hmm. it's still in the air kind of. i mean he'd be smart not to yeah what he doesn't want to do like seppuku again on stage <laughs> <laughs> you know for all of the money that he has spent uh buying memes on facebook it's like you didn't think about like getting a debate coach to be like so mr bloomberg you did stop and frisk <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he probably did, but that guy got fired and replaced by somebody who was a lot nicer to him. Yeah, I mean, for he didn't like money, that. He didn't like that rudeness. For for all the money that he spent, he couldn't. I mean, he couldn't afford better like advisors who could come up with better talking points for him. Oh, he could have. 
like I said, he fired them because he gave them he was criti- he was criticized by them and, and he didn't like it. He asks them what their criticisms are of him as he is writing the checkout. <laughs> I just imagine it being the shorter like one the of those, list, the more zeros. It's like um, it's like you know uh, Burns. Like they walk in and like he's like, so how do you think I should handle the debate? Stop and hits the button. Yeah, falls through the floor, <laughs> right? like gone. <laughs> you know, release the hounds. <laughs> he drops him into the rancor pit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the debate will probably be um, a little bit like last time, just because. I mean, I just they're they're going to people go, going after Sanders. They're not going to. I think it's going to be limited to. I think it's actually going to be limited to uh, certain certain folks. I think Pete will go after uh, Bernie again. Yeah, Liz uh, Warren was low key going probably, after Bernie. I think Biden will go after Bernie. Um, I, there, I think I don't think there's any reason not to think that everyone will go right for him. I mean, he is now the undisputed front runner. I think you'll definitely see that if Bloomberg stays off the stage, too. I think, yeah. but here's the thing, like, going back to, like, their uh, infamous last question in Nevada, whether or not, like, Will no, you rat fuck Bernie Sanders? Yeah, exactly. No one thinks that they're, yes, like, yes, yes, getting yes. a plurality. Yeah, nobody thinks that they're getting a plurality. So, I mean, it's just, like, why would they even go after the front runner if, they, if they're trying to make the other uh, candidates drop out first? Because I really do think that is, you know, I, here's the thing, I, I think they're going to go at him just not really that tough because like i said like i just said i mean they 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 want to get the other uh candidates to drop out because they want to consolidate support to them because mm-hmm. they think because they think like the fucking uh brain dead uh mainstream media that bernie still has a ceiling for some reason mm-hmm. and they and think they he can't consolidate ex- the moderates yeah, exactly then you know oh well if you add my support with amy's and pete's my you know all of a sudden i'm golden except you know? not in nevada yeah exactly so it's like you know like that that's that's just where we're at right now. I, I just really don't think that um you, you know they were they will go at their Bernie. They, they will because you want to know what it's not even they just don't want him to continue to rise super high. They're they're gonna try and blunt his support, but well, they're gonna have to spend time on the other candidates. So what I'm wondering is when they do go after Bernie. What form do you think that's going to take? Like, where do you think they're going to try and hit him? It depends on who it's coming from. Same old shit, bullshit. Yeah, it's not going to stick at all. How are you going to pay for it? And how are you going to pay for it? Um, Is the label socialism going to hurt Democrats running down tickets? Well, you know, Um, why are your supporters mean to me online? Why do I get DMs that say you're a Mayo boy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, since since Sanders uh, won last night, uh, maybe it's just me, but I noticed like a. a sort of uptick in like headlines uh, that are questioning uh, whether or not Sanders is going to be bad for the down ballot in, in uh, November. Um, last ditch effort. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, is that like the new point of attack? Do you think? I or? think so. And I mean, if that's and if that's the case, honestly, like how is how on earth is that going to connect with voters who thinks about like picking their vote that way? Yeah. No, I can tell you, literally nobody. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very very. It's this small group of voters that have been tuning in to MSNBC for a long time that have been going back and forth between Pete Warren. It's those and, luxury voters that Joy and Reader's talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, the people that are voting for Sanders are, they know that that, the the down, the down ballot that they're referring to hasn't done anything for them. So they're not, you think that they're going to care about the down ballot when the down ballot hasn't been proven to do anything for them? Uh If anything, they're going to vote for the top of the ticket so that he can do as promised, which is use the bully pulpit to beat these people into shape in order to get them. Yeah. And if I'm being real, like, 
I mean, <laughs> if it's like Bloomberg on the ticket or some stupid rat fuck at the convention, that will do more to hurt down ballot than Bernie Sanders ever, ever possibly. Of course. And it's, it's also foolish. It's also, it's just a foolish uh, premise. I think that honestly, when people go into the booth and they're voting for, for Bernie, those new voters that he's bringing out, those young voters that he's bringing out, they're going to vote blue probably mostly down the ticket. Anyways. Right. And it's going to benefit those people and they're going to win. We're going to win. Probably congressional and in and possibly Senate. Yeah, I mean, I I think all, people all people like fucking Gary Peters should be praying to Jesus that Bernie Sanders is the nominee. I mean, he's point. probably he would probably not get a lot of the people that listen to this podcast vote if Bernie Sanders is not at the ticket. Yeah, like I mean, that's just a fact. No, I mean, yeah, no, he. It, <laughs> It goes. It shows in like the Nevada um, uh, results as well. Um, I think uh, Bernie Sanders had the most support from people caucusing from the, for the first time. Thirty-seven percent. Thirty-seven percent of his was it of his support caucus huh? for the first time. Thirty-seven percent of new caucus okay. goers. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah. So like that. That's very significant. And like, if you're able to do that at like a large scale, um, that like he is starting to do, have. It's starting to show evidence of that now. We kind of saw that in New Hampshire. Maybe we didn't really see that in Iowa so much. I really do think that actually Democratic majority for Israel ad spending probably did depress the vote a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah. So I I do think that. And I think uh, it was just so open that a lot of people didn't want to. Right. Make a choice. I think exactly. that played a played a, a role in it. You know. You know what Bernie is going to get questioned about uh, at the next debate is whether or not he's a Russian asset. Oh, that'll certainly be asked. But they technically have not had a debate since that's been. Nope. Which, my God, the liberal takes of why hasn't he released this classified information are the worst ever. <laughs> like, come on, people. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty pathetic. And I, I you know, you guys, if you, if you guys have been listening to podcasts, you know how like I'm pretty skeptical of the whole Russia thing. Um, it, it is it is kind of interesting, right? Like how you have some in the uh, Democrats on MSNBC, you know, saying that Bernie Sanders did the right thing. He had like the best uh, answer possible. Then you have people saying like, "Oh, uh, Bernie Sanders, this is really good for Putin." Watch and look what's going on here. Ah, but, I, but I mean, <laughs> but I. But I mean, like, I think one of those plays a lot better than the other, right? And then they, but then they shoot themselves in the foot and be like, "Oh, well, it was so it's so bad that Bernie Sanders uh, rightfully questioned why this was leaked at this point in time, right before the Nevada caucus <laughs> by the Washington Post." Yeah, by the Washington and like uh, Matt Iglesias, um, I think he said something about how, like, literally the day before that, um, uh, uh, Donald Trump re replaced a bunch of people in the uh, F uh, the DNI. What is that? Uh, I don't remember what it is, but uh, the Department of National Intelligence. Yes, Department of National Intelligence. That's right. Uh, they, he he got them to uh, basically, you know, it, it's possible that you know they leaked this out. Like these Trump cronies leaked this. We out. are declassifying documents that say Bernie Sanders bad. Hmm. Did you guys see the Trump congratulations to Bernie? Uh, I heard that he congratulated him. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. It was uh, it was mostly just like. Uh, you know, congratulations. I think they might screw him. Maybe not, but they might. <laughs> no, but it's really, and it's so funny though, right? Because Bernie Sanders' message since this broke out has always been, look, uh, if Ber if the Russians are trying to help us, it's only trying to sow division. They do not want me as president. And that basically, like when you do that, that basically like proves his point. 
that you know like you're you you we can't fall for this jess mcintosh uh you know somebody who hasn't has been very uh, critical of bernie before said that we can't fall into this trap uh and then you know she's also been saying that bernie sanders is now of like the most inclusive campaign uh in 2020 so you know like people are like you know treating sanders a little bit more fairly but it is kind of disgusting how you kind of have the most virulent anti-sanders people using this trying to uh like knock him down like i think it's i think it's gonna probably help him yeah i think so too so few fucking voters care about that shit like if i'm being honest like nobody cares about like russia and like you know, Russia might be meddling in our elections, but one, we meddle in a shit ton. And and two, it's it's nothing like they're not changing votes. They're not they're they're posting memes on Facebook. Yeah, they're like they're like, like creating like like Facebook accounts and like like paying for like Facebook ads. Like. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know, the the same people that have a huge problem with, with this will, you know, also not even blink an eye when they found out that, like, Sally Albright or, or Sally Albright was doing the same thing with, in terms of, like, fake accounts and, like, or, like, Bloomberg recently had, like, 70 accounts deleted from Twitter because they were, like, all fake accounts. And, you know, they'll never say stuff about that, like, that influence in the election. It's only Russian oligarchs because there's no such thing as American oligarchs, according to MSNBC. <laughs> No, true. Yeah, yeah. Like those type of people probably think that Jeffrey Epstein was like killed himself. <laughs> there are Nigerian princes weighing in on behalf of Pete Buttigieg. Um, that, that was epic. I I'm very excited to see uh, Pete try and court uh, uh, the South Carolina voters. That'll be that'll yeah. be great. Yeah, so, he's gonna there's gonna be a lot of cringe on Twitter. <laughs> so here's an interesting hey, thing, folks. I want to know, and I will be pissed if it doesn't happen. Does the Mandela thing get fucking brought up in the debate? What? Oh, how he lied or, about or, or Pete's fake endorsements? Because neither one of those, yeah, I don't know, have why. been brought up at a at a uh, Democratic debate. And if they're not brought up in South Carolina, yeah, like I will be kind of livid to be honest. Mandela yeah. thing? Yeah, have you not heard about this? No. Um, Joe Biden has once again lied and talked about how he was arrested um, in South Africa for visiting <laughs> Nelson for visit- Mandela. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes. And like the the ambassador that was with him was like that no, didn't happen. That didn't happen. That's a goddamn lie. And like uh Dave Weigel with the Washington Post. What a stupid thing to lie about. What a stupid disprovable thing to lie about. Yeah, apparently well, Dave probably, Weigel's been... he's misremembering. He probably got arrested doing something else in South Africa. <laughs> he was Dave Weigel has been harassing his campaign trying to get a response from him and they won't respond and they just like keep ducking him. Yeah. So, I think it's uh I I I will be very very disappointed if neither of those are brought up during i'm glad day. you brought back out south carolina because i'm very interested to see if the russians will affect this uh outcome <laughs> coming up next week it, I, russia if you're listening to this president g i know you're listening to this <laughs> please 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 interfere with the south carolina elections and give us bernie sanders please i beg you i i really hope that uh pete uh tries to veer even farther into the joe biden lane you know and just endorse uh, endorse strom thurman <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, know i thought his uh 1948 presidential run was pretty was pretty brave look we need to build a bit we, we need to build a big tent if we want to beat donald trump and the only way to do that is to appeal to white 
semi-racist moderates instead of the broad working class coalition, multiracial coalition that Bernie Sanders is proposing. We got to be serious and we got to and we got to do the right thing here. Integration for all who want it, folks. Integration for all who want it. That that is that would be like the Pete Buttigieg uh, plan. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, no, Pete Buttigieg would be like. Uh, I mean, gosh, look, he, I, I believe, rights. I believe in the principles of integration, but I just don't believe in forcing it on Americans who don't want it. Oh my God, oh. Civil, <laughs> dude, civil rights, civil rights era, Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Chef kiss. Amazing. You know, I just don't think it's fair to go into a community that's been a certain way for a very long time and say, hey, you got to shake things up. Uh, you, you, you have to serve that man at your drinking fountain. So do you want to talk about what's going to happen in South Carolina, actually? You want to do that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're, just we're, for a little bit as a treat. Uh, I, I figured you'd fill us in, Alex. What's going on in the polls? Um, so, I mean, not really much to report on. Um, there was a new poll that came out today, probably, you know, a pre Nevada poll. Uh, I think they're, I think they were polling on the day of Nevada, which is like not, you know, you're not getting results. Right. You're not getting yeah. Results. yeah. So, um, We'll probably uh, see what happens. In we're five points behind. Yeah, we're five points behind right but now. But if you look at the trend lines, um, uh, Biden's Biden going was down. down like 17 and Bernie was like right. plus eight. So it was like very much in, in Bernie's favor. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like, we'll, we'll, I'm, I'll definitely be watching, um, you know, what the polls uh, come out after, you know, the post Nevada polls. Maybe we'll even get some uh, post debate polls. And if you want to hear, you know, what, those polls tell me make sure you subscribe to us on patreon on so that you can listen to the next bonus episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah like i think that's i i think um you know bernie it's a it's a coin flip right now i think nate silver's model has that the same way uh leaning biden um but i think you know bernie sanders is in a very strong position i think that you know um the number one uh majority the number one uh thing that democrats want in their uh candidate it doesn't even matter, like, um, you know, what, uh, what, uh, what, uh, policies or ideology. No, no, I'm talking, uh, it doesn't matter what, um, like, uh, contingent of the electorate you are. Uh, it is just like, you want to beat Trump, you know, you, you just want to beat Trump and it, it, it's hard to deny like the guy who's won literally three contests in a row. Right. Right. So like they're going to, you know, I think that we're going to continue to see a rise in those polls and we'll, uh, if Bernie Sanders, um, does, you know, begin to show a lead in the averages that come out this week, um, I will, you know, I'll be pretty, pretty comfortable making a call for a Bernie win. Great. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> I uh, think that Joe Biden is going to creep up on that first place slot from behind and just, you know, give it a nice kiss on the neck. Well, look, if he if he performs well enough in this debate, and I did just like see on Twitter earlier that um, Clyburn, uh, uh, Democratic majority uh, whip, is going to endorse uh, Joe Biden. Well, so that's based on the same political article that I was reading earlier, and there's two countering uh, narratives going on here. So there's there's the democratic establishment in south carolina and just like in general and they all think that but there's a there's a quote and i don't know if it's in the hill article but i know it's in the political article and it's with one of his friends and his friend's been asking to do it for some time and he said that like he's been hesitant so i mean 
My, I would say there's probably about a 70% chance he does go with Biden, but it right. is a 30% chance that he doesn't. I think it's all going to depend on whether or not Biden has a, a strong debate performance and what Bernie's performance looks like as well. Right. Yeah. And you like, that's, that's two asks, right? There's a lot, you know, that needs to happen for Joe Biden. If he's going to stunt, you know, this dip in the South Carolina polls that we were just discussing mm. and sort of blunt Sanders, ascendance with the black vote. Well, and you know, Clyburn and, and Obama are, are really good friends too. And you know, they've had to have like been talking about this in private mm-hmm. about you know Joe Biden's campaign as they both have a relationship with him as well. You don't and have to do this, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, Actual so, quote from Barack Obama. So I'm curious if uh, if Clyburn doesn't doesn't share a similar uh, viewpoint when it comes to Joe Biden, and he's you know very hesitant on whether or not he thinks that Joe has what it takes. Um, yeah. I think that I think Bernie's best bet is to to. To blast Steyer. Interesting. I, I, I Punch do down on Steyer. So, so here's some interesting... All, this, this come out uh, prior to Nevada, but... He, the, he could do, like, double-team Steyer and Bloomberg. If Bloomberg's very, in it. Very easily, if yeah. If Bloomberg's yeah, in if, it. if Bloomberg is in it. Um, but there was... Uh, so this is likely South Carolina primary voters, and uh, this is um, day of and slightly prior to uh, South Carolina. But uh, they were asked, um, best candidate to beat Trump. And uh, amongst uh, white voters, um, Biden has 26, Sanders 27, Steyer 8. And then uh, amongst black voters, uh, Biden 37, uh, Sanders 20, and Steyer 23. Uh, margin of error 5.5. So I think that I think there's I think that Biden has a certain likability in South Carolina. So I don't know that um, Sanders hitting him would be uh, very effective, mm-hmm. but I think that if he can beat down Steyer to the point where a lot of Steyer supporters jump ship, yeah. especially seeing how mm-hmm. badly he's done in the first three contests, mm-hmm. that he could pull enough of them supporters um, to his side to overtop Biden without having to hit Biden. So something to consider here, just because like uh, J- like Joe Biden or uh, not Joe, but Tom Steyer, you know, he was actually also polling pretty well in Nevada too. Mm-hmm. You know, he what, way underperformed, right? Way underperformed. Whether that's because you know he was not viable in a bunch of places, so his support kind of drifted elsewhere, right? We don't exactly know yet. Maybe we'll get some sort of those numbers pretty soon. But like, uh, I I do think you know Elizabeth Warren had the most staff in Iowa. Elizabeth Warren had the most staff in New Hampshire. You know, sometimes and and Tom Steyer also has like one has. Uh, or allocated some of the most resources in staff, in terms of staff in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that volunteers are probably a better metric than staff. I think that maybe you know, like Elizabeth Warren, this organizing that Tom Steyer is doing is sort of a paper tiger. Um, you know, it's one thing to call somebody up at their home or call somebody's cell phone or you know get them online to uh, conduct a poll. It's another thing to actually get people out. Um, and vote for you on election day. Yeah, a lot of those tire people could be like s- sitting at home watching those ads, and when they get the call, they're like, Steyer, and then exactly. never, never show yeah. up. So, yeah. I mean, I think there's something to that. I think, much like Bloomberg, I think like these billionaires' uh, support is a mile wide and inch deep. Like, that being, yeah, that being water. said, though, that being said, though, like, you know, Nevada, it was 
probably bad for him at being a caucus. Mm-hmm. You know, in this, he's probably has more of an opportunity, right, to actually get a significant amount of votes, maybe even reach a fifteen percent uh, statewide threshold. But he he is going to have to perform very well. I mean, there is Elizabeth. There is that Elizabeth Warren ascendance. I think that a lot of the people who support Bloomberg is is or not Bloomberg Steyer, as crazy it might sound, might actually like Elizabeth Warren too. Mm-hmm. So you know, like. You know, I think that I think there I think there might be uh, like some too a styer maybe surprising us in South Carolina. I'm just not like betting heavily on it. Well, with the current Nevada results, uh, he's ahead of Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, and that's that is significant. No, that's that's 100 significant. But that's still like you know, you know, bottom of the barrel. Like what fifth place, right? Like what yeah, are we? What, like what? Are, like what are we talking about here? You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Tom Steyer found dead with I think staples had, in his head. <laughs> I think that um, a lot of people in South Carolina are going to look at that performance that he had in Nevada and fall off. Right. I right. really do. And I think they're going to want to go with the winner. Yeah. Um, I hope that Joe Biden stands outside of every... Uh, simultaneously finds a way to stand outside of every single polling location and uh, just, you know, goes up to every Tom Steyer voter and kind of grabs them by lapels and... He you know, shakes them a little bit, and then is like, he literally go went, vote for someone else. He literally went to one of those uh, strip caucuses, you know, where like uh, Ooh, hotel workers steamy. who who where hotel workers were like caucusing during their shifts, uh-huh. and he was like all the way there until like the doors close. He was like there all the way up until the doors close, and not one person in that caucus I voted for him. Wait, are you talking about Biden? <laughs> no, Steyer. Steyer, Steyer yeah, nah. it was pretty incredible. Aww. he just wants to make friends. <laughs> he thought strip caucus meant a very different thing. <laughs> it's Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm torn between is Steyer a spoiler for Bernie or is he just actually eating into Biden? Yeah, I mean, I I don't really see it that way. I think that um, probably a split up between the two. Yeah, I just like I think at this point what you're seeing is you know like there's starting to be like a big drop off between like the top three and the and the rest. And I think as long as, you know, that continues to be the case, I don't think it'll be that much of a problem. That being said, um, I do think that, you know, I, if I'm going to, if everything goes right for Bernie, you know, I would say that like what it's probably going to be is Bernie number one, Bernie or, uh, Biden number two, uh, I'm, I'm going to go out on the limb here and say that Elizabeth Warren does good in the debate. Does a little bit, or yeah, maybe not actually. I don't know. It's it's I mean, Elizabeth Warren. She did fucking third. great in that last debate, and she's still in fourth place with non nine point six non viability. I hope that uh, Joe Biden just like goes for a fucking walk at the debate, and he's like, you know, I'm about to give you six minutes on how pomade. You know, it was just <laughs> a little bit better when they made it with real bear fat, but then they changed it to beeswax. And this is so bad, you know. No, 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 no. Like just six minutes of that, and then he ends and like. And so we're going to put a trillion into climate justice. Well, I think I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, uh, do it for us this week. Um, we got the debates coming up on what, what is it Tuesday? Yep, Tuesday, and then uh, South Carolina uh, next Saturday. Uh, hopefully, we uh, put Joe Biden's campaign out of its misery and uh, wrap this thing up. Um, that would be splendid. That would be splendid. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, uh, please make sure to uh, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, wherever else you get podcasts. You can uh, like our uh, 
You can uh, like our show on Facebook at State of the Revolution. You can follow us on Twitter at SOTRPod. You can email us at uh, SOTRPod at gmail.com. And uh, if you enjoy our show and you want to help us out uh, with your money, uh, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash Michigan Progressive. Give us a little bit of your money each month and get some, uh, get access to some bonus content. Um, anyway, uh, I'm Benjamin Klon. I'm Matthias Brimmer. Zachary Reinhardt. <laughs> oh, we're doing this now again? Alex, so hurry, bye. <laughs> bye. We're going to win so much, you may even get tired of winning. And you'll say, please, please. It's too much winning. We can't take it anymore. Mr. President, it's too much. And I'll say, no, it isn't. We have to keep winning. We have to win more. We're going to win more. We're going to win so much.